This is Today in History, April the 17th. On this day in 1492, a contract was signed by Christopher Columbus and a representative of Spain's King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella, giving Columbus a commission to seek a westward ocean passage to Asia. On this day in 1861, the Virginia State Convention voted to secede from the Union. Also on this day in 1924, the motion picture studio Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer was founded, the result of a merger of Metro Pictures, Goldwyn Pictures, and the Louis B. Mayer Company. On this day in 1937, cartoon character Daffy Duck made his debut in the Warner Brothers animated short, Porky's Duck Hunt, directed by Tex Avery. Hey, that wasn't in the script. Don't let it worry you, Skipper. I'm just a crazy dog pool duck. In 1941, Yugoslavia surrendered to Germany during World War II. Also on this day in 1961, some 1,500 CIA-trained Cuban exiles launched the disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba in an attempt to topple Fidel Castro, whose forces crushed the incursion by the third day. On this day in 1964, Geraldine Jerry Mock became the first woman to complete a solo airplane trip around the world as she returned to Columbus, Ohio after 29 and a half days in her Cessna 180. Also in 1964, Ford Motor Company unveiled the Mustang at the New York's World Fair. And full wheel covers. Even though Mustang is a dream, its low price is a beautiful reality. Test drive one right now at your Ford dealers. And in 1964, the first game was played at New York's Shea Stadium. The Pittsburgh Pirates defeated the Mets 4-3. On this day in 1970, Apollo 13 astronauts James A. Lovell, Fred W. Hayes, and Jack Swigert splashed down safely in the Pacific four days after a ruptured oxygen tank crippled their spacecraft while en route to the moon. On this day in 1972, the Boston Marathon allowed women to compete for the first time. Nina Cusick was the first officially recognized women's champion with a time of 3 hours, 10 minutes and 26 seconds. Also on this day in 1986 at London's Heathrow Airport, a bomb was discovered in the bag of Anne-Marie Murphy, a pregnant Irish woman about to board an El Al jetliner to Israel. She'd been tricked into carrying the bomb by her Jordanian fiancé. On this day in 1993, a federal jury in Los Angeles convicted two former police officers of violating the civil rights of beaten motorist Rodney King. Two other officers were acquitted. And on this day in 1960... Eddie Cochran dies. And obviously when we got to the car, it was musicians because there were guitars and that in the car and everything else. Still didn't realise at the time who it was. Um, when we first got there, I mean, Eddie Cochran was still alive then. It was the driver. There was Sharon Sheely in the front. Eddie Cochran and Gene Vincent was in the back. And uh, he was still alive then when the ambulance came. But, I mean, it was very, very early in the morning. Eddie Cochran, the man behind Summertime Blues and Come On Everybody, was killed on this day in 1960 when the taxi carrying him from a show in Bristol, England, crashed en route to the airport in London, where he was to catch a flight back home to the United States. A raw and exciting rocker with a cocky, rebellious image, Eddie Cochran was very different from the polished and packaged idols being heavily marketed to American teenagers in the years between the rise of Elvis Presley and the arrival of the Beatles. And while he may have faded from popular memory in the years since his tragic and early death, his biggest hits have not. Cochran was on a triumphant concert tour of Britain in the spring of 1960, a tour that had been extended 10 weeks beyond its scheduled run due to intense demand for tickets. In America, a tamer brand of pop was in fashion, exemplified by the likes of Frankie Avalon, Paul Anka, and Bobby Darin. In England, however, harder-edged rhythm and blues 
blues artists and rock and rollers like Eddie Cochran and his tour mate Gene Vincent were far more popular. Theirs was the kind of music that the future members of the British Invasion were listening to in the late 50s and early 60s. It was Bebopalula, in fact, that John Lennon was playing at the 1967 Garden Party where he first met Paul McCartney. And it was Cochran's 20 Flight Rock that Paul taught John to play that same afternoon, shortly after being invited to join Lennon's Quarrymen. At least one Beatle, George Harrison, saw Eddie Cochran in Liverpool during his final tour, and both his guitar playing and his stage persona made a strong impression. Gene Vincent was traveling alongside Eddie Cochran in the cab to London after what would prove to be Cochran's final performance. Tour manager Patrick Tompkins and Eddie's fiance, songwriter Sharon Seeley, were also in the cab that was later estimated to have been traveling in excess of 60 miles per hour through a dark and winding section of the two-lane A4 in the village of Chippenham. Gene Vincent would break a leg and walk with a limp for the rest of his life, but beyond that, the only serious injuries among the passengers were Eddie Cochran's. Having been thrown from the vehicle when it smashed into a light post, Cochran sustained a serious head injury. He died at a hospital in Bath in the early hours of April 17, 1960, on this day in history. No die, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. 